This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. The Talk Sport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. You can also get rewards points delivered, too, so that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants, 18-plus, rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See McDonald's.com. A dramatic pause says something without saying anything at all. Feet deserve a go-to like that. Like Hey Do Chews. Light, comfy, good to go to. And welcome again to Cottage Talk. I am Russ Goldman. Joining me right now is Jan Shanaeus. This is our combo show of Fulham's 1-1 draw against Bristol City on Saturday. And then we're going to preview the upcoming match at Craven Cottage against Swansea City. We have a lot to talk about in this show. And I actually like doing these combo shows. So I'm happy that I have Giannis here to join me. Giannis, how are you doing? I'm good, Russ. I'm good. It's uh, Monday. It's uh... It's here in uh, just outside Toronto. The sun is shining. Yep. It's uh, the moose haven't come out yet to lick the salt <laughs> off the ground, and uh, it's twenty-two degrees Celsius. So that's it's good. And and luckily here in North America, we're not having to put up with the uh, nonsense going over on the UK with the the petrol gas shortages, which is yes, pre- pretty um, pretty dim and dire, to be honest. So yes, yes, thinking of all, all the fans over there right now struggling with that. Absolutely. I'm glad that you've mentioned that, Giannis. And, and uh, we're thinking about all the people in the UK, all the people around the world, but i just glad that you had started that with uh, talking about them. But it also, again, I mentioned to you before we started the show that this is where I wanted to start. And I wanted to talk about Fulham is a family. And uh, I actually tweeted about this, that the best reason I became a Fulham supporter is because it truly is a family. There are many... Tremendous clubs around the world and great supporters around the world for different clubs. I'm very fortunate that I actually became a foam supporter. And a lot of it has to do with the fact that it truly is a family. And I think nothing shows up more than what has happened lately with the support for a young foam supporter, Reese Porter. And I want to talk about this, Giannis, because, again, great by the club to uh, invite him down to uh, training. Obviously, he was on TV, and he got to meet Tim Ream, got to meet other players, Marco Silva, and he's dealt with some serious online abuse, which is disgusting to me. Disgusting, Giannis. But what's wonderful is it that we've rallied together. I'm talking about the players, the coaches, the ownership, and, of course, the supporters around Reese Porter. 
And what's wonderful, and uh, everyone has seen it. Everyone's seen the video with Tim Ream. But I hope everyone has also seen what happened after the goal, Giannis. After the goal from Mitro, they all went over and hugged. The players went over and hugged young Reese Porter. Nothing epitomizes a family more than that. So I want to get your thoughts on Reese Porter and the way that everyone has rallied around him. Online abuse, there's no place for it for anyone, especially a young boy like that. There's no place for that. But the fact that we came together as a family and supported him is wonderful, Giannis. Your thoughts? Yeah, I mean, every every anyone who suffers from a physical, um, social, emotional uh, disability, you know, every day getting up is often a struggle. Getting up, whether it's getting up or moving around or actually um, conducting semblance of a what we, you know, as able able bodied humans would consider normal life. And uh, I know that um, you know, in my job, uh, most of my job involves. Um, children who are, have mild intellectual disabilities or developmentally disabled who have, have to be transported to school, who um, come in in wheelchairs, obviously, but um, need to be fed, uh, often with you know, intravenous, uh, who need to be um, toileted um, with assistance. I mean, these are, these are students who, you know, one scale will probably never have a, you know, a, a, even a semi-independent life when they become adults. And for on onliners to think they were tough and courageous to start trolling the lad is beyond disgusting. When it's you know it's just it just this has a lot for the the, um, the the putrefaction of their minds. Um, the the morning the breakfast the BBC breakfast show interview with Tim Ream was uh, was um, fantastic. Oh, it was unbelievable. Uh, I just I, I I was just it was such a I was talking to my my daughter the other morning about it. And I said it was one of the most gorgeous things I've ever seen. And it didn't matter if it was follow me, it could have been any club. Um, and then um, to see what I saw down at Ashton Gate on Saturday, huh. there, were, there, were, there, were, there were just no words. I mean, there were no words. And um, and I'm assuming, I mean, he spent the day at Motsford Park. He took pictures. Um, I'm assuming he's going to be uh, down at the cottage on Wednesday night. Uh, I'm assuming he's going to be down at the cottage on, on Saturday afternoon as well. And um, he's become a, a, a rallying cry for everybody at the club, not Absolutely. not just the players, but everybody, every supporter can look at this. And, we, and to, to be fair to the, the club and the players, we've received a lot of um, a lot of support from so many supporters around the world who've seen the video and said that's both videos and said that's 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 just magnificent. And um, for young Reese, I mean, for the club to put Reese as you know, one of the goalies, the honorary goalies in the, in the first team squad. Fantastic. Yeah, so it's, it's a great, it's a great feeling and um, I'm delighted. And and if you, you know, for all the fans have been to games, you know that in whatever ground you go to, there's always a corner or a section of the, the ground that you'd visit where there is, a, where there are, um, you know, disabled students, uh, disabled, disabled right. individuals, children uh, or adults. And I think clubs do a very, very good job of that in terms of warm welcoming and also accessibility. And I think what this does is it highlights, it does two things. It highlights cerebral palsy, yep. which is um, something that we don't get to talk about. Um, it, I don't think we get to talk about um, physical difficulties anyway, more uh, as much as we should do. 
And secondly, it highlights the need also to, for, for um, governments um, around the world, um, whatever level, to provide greater support for adults and children that live with these difficulties to allow them to, through no, no fault of their own, 99 times out of 100, to, um, to live semi-independent lives. So it's, it's a great advert as well for, for uh, disabilities, uh, for the club, for the other 92 clubs or the non-leagues, really for many, many sports. It's a great advert. Reese has become an ambassador, he and his mum, and the whole thing has been great. So it's a really good, and it, to me, it was secondary to the game Saturday because it, it you know, I didn't. I, I agree. Yeah, you know, I didn't, I didn't feel disappointed. I just, that one moment was it. That was, okay, so we dropped two points. All right, who cares? I mean, we, Reese's, I mean, Reese's, Emotion when Tim Ream. Oh, I, I'm glad that you brought that up. Yeah, was, to see was, the tears. Yeah, and I sort of. Oh, uh, I think tears I, I of joy. Oh, what absolutely. Would you say tears of joy. I shared the story of when I was at the cottage five years ago, and Sarah, Sarah's probably isn't Sarah Books and Mark Wanders invited me up to the cottage to watch a game, and I, I remember walking up those stairs, going, "I'm not. I'm, I really can't believe I'm here." And when I walked right. through the door, I I couldn't. I I, I it, it was just it was so surreal. And I felt very, very special in that afternoon, even though it was a preseason game. And so it's like every other person that re- meets their heroes or meets the t- players of the team or is, a, is around their surroundings. His emotion was so raw oh. that, that um, you... And, and Tim did a great... I mean, Tim held it together, but he admitted afterwards, you know, that it was very, very tough because he saw a young man who was just, you know, that was just pure emotion that he was meeting one of his heroes. Right. He recognised that he'd been going through a lot, and the fact that he was, um, you know, he and his teammates and the club were there to support him and his family, which I thought was fantastic. Unbelievable! And uh, again, I just shared this. If you're watching live, you'll see this from Steve Turner. He messaged, "Makes me proud to be a Fulham fan. Why? Because it reinforces our family club ethos and family club dynamic. This is what Fulham FC as a club are all about." And yes. Steve, I'm with you 100%. I'm glad that Yana shared his story. I'm going to share mine real quick because it also involves Sarah Brooks. When I went to England for the very first time, I went to Craven Cottage to meet Sarah, meet Michael Benedetto. Also, I got to meet a few other people, including I got to meet Dan Crawford from Hamian.com. And it was just amazing that they took the time to meet me, just some person doing a podcast about foam. And they met me in 2012 to just, again, just some guy, and they uh, embraced me. Sarah embraced me. So it's just a wonderful thing. And, you know, I can't say enough good things about our club. Just just can't say that enough. Okay. All right, Giannis, let's get to it, and let's now talk about the match itself. And – just your opening thoughts on the draw. I know we talked about it being secondary to the situation with Reese, but what are your thoughts about the draw in general? I'm okay with that. I mean, they they um, City hadn't won a game in 14, so you always think it's going to be full of mission, that we're going to be the first victims. Uh, I like Nigel Pearson as a, a um, as a manager. He looks to put together a nice little unit down down in the West Country. Um, I knew it was going to be a difficult game. I didn't think it was going to be a gimme. By any means, and the games, you know, the game up at Blackpool and the game against Reading has shown us we can't take anything for granted anyway. Um, 
but I thought we fought, fought hard. I mean, we, you know, Mitra scores the goal. Palmer's the sub comes on and scores an equaliser. We had chances. The good thing about this game and the Reading game is we've created lots of chances. That's right, Giannis. And, you know, I keep, you know, I'll remind fans of two trips ago in the Premier League when we went down to, you know, St Mary's and didn't score, didn't have a shot on net against Southampton. That, you know, that's the bottom rung of the battle, the, you know, barrel where if you don't even have a shot on net, it's impossible to score. That's right. So we're creating chances. And I get the feeling with our lads that one day we're just going to absolutely destroy a team. We're just going to go absolutely bananas. Um, it could be Swansea, it could be Coventry. Coventry looked like a good sign, but it, it's going to come soon because once the goals start going in, I think this, it, you know, I think we'll be fine. But I, at the end of the day, you know, we, at least we went for the, the win at the end. Right. Um, we we had chances. And we didn't quite have the rub of the green, but that's fine. Um, the Bristol City goal was offside. Um, if it was in the Premier League, we were going to get to that. Yeah, that was. <laughs> That was VAR. Silver was upset about that, but I'll. I think in in terms of the whole manner of the day and the Reese Porter thing, I think um, I think we take the point um, and we just move on and we get ready for a couple of games at home where we can, you know, welcome our fans back who will be, you know, and Reese I'm sure will be in the stadium. And I'll tell you, um, now with everything that's been created around the young man. It's going to add an extra vibe, an extra oh, buzz, anticipation. The fans are really, really now going to be pumped. So Swansea, Swansea are going to have a tough time coming down the M4 because uh, uh, rest assured we're going to be waiting for them. Okay. All right, Giannis. Uh, my thoughts on the draw, it's funny because, you know, we've already talked about Reese and all that. But if I'm just talking about the draw, and again, i very emotional when you even talk about Reese Porter right now, but... I'm just going to put that aside for just a just a second and talk about my thoughts on the match itself. And when you look at the draw, when I, when I watched it back for a second time, and I see the chances created, I'm glad that you brought that up. There mm-hmm. are two schools of thought on this, and I've seen this. I'm worried because we're creating all these chances and we're not scoring. Okay, there's that school of thought. Or you can take my positivity and say, well, wait a minute. We're creating all these scoring chances. Eventually, they're going to fall. If we are not creating the chances, that's the issue. That's a problem. This is the exact opposite. This is only time we'll work that out. And, you know, and again, you could say it's just one of those days that it just didn't fall. But they were creating a lot of opportunities. And for me to see the second half compared to the first half, we're going to talk about this because I've already said that the first half was toothless, Giannis. It really was. You know, again, it just looked like there. It was like a, a mission to nowhere. It wasn't really creating the opportunities that you would like. They they weren't really taking any chances. It was more safe. They were creating possession, but that's about it. But not creating the chances. Second half was a completely different story. We'll talk about the substitutions in a bit. But when you look at it, when you get a point on the road, normally you're saying to yourself, "That's a good result." Yeah, it's getting a point on the road. The expectations are so high that I think everything is so skewed. And I'm going to tell the supporters, I'm going to tell other supporters who might be listening, this is a marathon, not a sprint. Fulham, I believe, are built for the marathon and not the sprint. I think there are teams that are built for the sprint, and one of them might be the team that's actually leading the league right now. They're playing well. We've got to give them credit. I want to give Scott Parker a lot of credit. But are they built for the long haul, or are they just playing well right now? We'll find out soon enough. 
but I think Fulham have the quality to be built for the long haul. That's why I'm not changed my mind. In fact, I'm more encouraged than ever that we're going to win the league. I'm going to say it right now. We're four points off. I don't care. I think Fulham are going to win the league. And I've not seen the evidence that tells me otherwise. The only thing I've seen is that we're getting a point on the road and it's disappointing, but it doesn't waver my thoughts, Giannis. So again, that's where I'm coming from on this book. Let's move on. Let's talk about your thoughts on the starting 11. I, 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 I liked it. There was, after the Leeds game, I mean, you sort of got the feeling that, you know, none of them were going to be involved. Um, there might have been an argument that uh, Monsieur Dois wouldn't make way for Christie. I thought Christie had a, a decent game against Leeds. I think they all did. Yeah. To be honest, they put, we, we put um, Leeds under pressure and I thought we were, worked very hard. But um, really no debates. But but the one, I think the biggest thing to come out of the game from the game itself was the fact that um, Marcus Silva clearly wasn't a happy camper at halftime. He clearly wasn't a bunny that you needed to mess with because... Whatever happened in that change room, he said, this isn't good <laughs> enough. And he's gone, right, I'm making changes. I'm done with this rubbish. So Ch- Chaloba was off. Yep. Um, and Anima was off. And so now you've got Naskins and, and Harrison coming in. And all of a sudden, you saw a much better balance. Harrison Reed should be in that 11 every single time. But unfortunately, we know that he's, you know, he picks up niggles here and here. And, and, yep. and Naskins Cabano frightens the crap out of defenders. Um, Should he be starting each and every week? And that's something that I've seen a lot online. Has he made the argument that he should be starting now, Giannis? Now, we have a lot of choices here, but there's no question about his impact. That at this level, Eastkins Cabano can be dangerous. But is he more dangerous coming off the bench? That's a tough one. I thought you were talking about Harrison Reed because Reed for me starts. <laughs> no. Reed, start, Reed starts. Um, yes, Reed starts. Yeah. But Reed starts. I've also seen the argument about Eastkins. I would. Uh, I can't believe I'm going to say this because, but but maybe, and I'm a big Bobby Bobby Reed fan. He didn't have the greatest game against Reading, probably because he um, he missed a number of chances and his, his last couple of games have been spotty. Um, but he's a good player, you know. Good players always come good. Maybe maybe sit him for a game and uh, put no skins out wide because he's going to give fullbacks a lot of old torching i think it takes a little bit of the pressure off uh harry wilson as well because that's right you're not going to double team him and there's the other thing i mean tomorrow's going to be the press you know the presser uh, i'm assuming that that uh, cavalier will not be available tomorrow but he might be available the weekend and we've really we've really missed him he and tetty are bigger losses uh, and that's not an excuse but right. they're bigger losses than we thought they would be and uh, we've sort of been chopping a little bit here and there to try and find the right balance. But I think that the tipping point for me was Marco obviously saying, well, I'm not happy with this. I don't like the balance. I don't like the way we're playing. Things are going to change and I'm going to make it happen. And I think to me, he didn't sit and say, well, let's wait for 10, 15 minutes and see what nope. happened. He obviously um, got together with his coaching staff and said, this first half was tepid. It's not good enough. Um, we've got to throw some more pace at, and this is the thing really i think with reed and and, and Kabali, you had more pace and all of a sudden now you, you you're stretching their midfield and you're giving problems to their back four so um it, i thought it was good management by silver he's still getting used to the division listen we're 20 percent of the way through the season that's right that's nine, it. Not nine out of 46 so not even not even 20 percent. so 
Um, you know, I was pleased with that. And in the end, as I said, City are not, they're not a mug side and they no. don't have a mug manager and they've got some, some good players. And so uh, better, better teams will lose there. Um, and uh, I'll take the point and let's see, let's hit the front, the front foot on Wednesday. Okay, excellent there, Giannis. And I'm just going to share this because this is from Des Lynch talking about Cabana. Cabana should be given an extended run as well. I cannot recall a bad game for Fulham. Very interesting take from Des there. Okay, my friend. Now, let's talk about that first half. I've already said it. It was toothless. Do you agree with me on that? Yeah, it was was tepid. Um, It was tepid. It was a chess game. And um, we looked a little nervous and we didn't look very quick in terms of our thought and we didn't move the ball quick enough um and um just looking at uh, marco's body language on the sidelines you could tell he wasn't happy tell you he was he wasn't enamored of this nonsense he wasn't he wasn't having any of it and i was delighted because um good managers will you know to coin the old sir alex will throw the hair dryers and um he will make his players accountable if you see if you as a manager, as a coach, put out a lineup and players don't show up, it, 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 is, it embarrasses you as a coach as well. Because it's like, well, I've put faith in you to start in a, in a game with a big travelling support and you've not done the job, so you've let me down. And that's, that's you know, you're not, the old Belichick, you've not, you've not done your job. Right. And so he's felt, okay, so it makes him look bad. So he's got to make changes, and he made the changes, and he made the right changes, except for Caballero, who, right, right now, <laughs> is, is is no, he's conning a living. I mean, I, I'd like to know who, who's the, the individual, that thought getting him in knockout would work because it hasn't. It it's, certainly and, and, has not, Yanis. His miss is. I hate to say it, it's a typical miss from him. Yeah, it is, and and I, it annoys me because Munoz could have been brought on for the last couple of minutes to have some fun. That's a great, that's a great one there, Giannis. Why not just, bring on Munoz? Yeah. Why not change it up a little bit? Bring him on. Yeah, give, but, give, him, give him a laugh. Give him a few minutes to have some fun. But I don't know. On... It's this love for Cavalero that Parker had, and now Silva has as well. I don't get it, but they continue to put him out like I said Silva does, and Parker did all the time, and. We continue to see that, and I don't get it either, my friend. No, no, I should have no. asked you this beforehand. We talked about the first half. Where do you see the turning point in this match being? Do you think it was the substitutions? Yeah. Or or do you think maybe there's some other place? Substitutions. Substitutions. Is all of a sudden, you've, got, you've, had, you've added more pace. Um, and, and, and the thing about Harrison Reed is he's direct. You know that Cabana is going to be direct. And all of a sudden, we looked like a team that was going to put them on the back foot. And That's no what we were missing. Yeah, that's what we're missing. No disrespect to City, they're, they're, they're a decent side, and I think, you know, they're um, they're a team that if they if other teams run into trouble with their squads with injuries and suspensions, they're a team that have got enough quality in there to, you know, to maybe knock knock you know knock on the door there or thereabouts or playoff spot. They're 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 um, you know, they're long overdue. They're long overdue. I mean, I remember the seventies when Bristol City were a top division side, and they've always had very very strong support you know and um you know it's many many years of you know heartbreak for them and but but pearson's a pretty solid manager and he's gotten well organized so when you go down there you don't go to an, to an away game and say well i'm going to get three points and i'm as guilty as anyone i thought we were going to go to blackpool and absolutely bury them and we did so, so did i 
Reading, I thought, oh, this is going to be, this should be a laugh. And it wasn't. So in this division, you know, any anything can happen. Uh, you know that when you go to any any team that's coached by Nigel Pearson, you know they're going to be very, very hardworking. He's got he's got a little bit of uh, iron in his veins. He's um, and he holds players accountable. Yep. And um, he, um, I think he'll think that was a good point. And, and Marco will be a little disappointed, but he'll be pleased with the second half. Right. And that will be, I think, really the source of what happens moving forward. We've got to use this and say, okay, right now we get on the front foot and let's get back to doing what we're doing and what we do properly. Um, and we are creating chances. I think That's he right. might have given the strikers some heat. I think Mitra might come in for a bit of a tongue lashing. Um, like Th- that opportunity pressed. at the end of the match, Giannis, he needs to score there. You got to score. Yeah. He needs to score there. We're going to talk about that because the chances at the end, you know, when you have those opportunities, you are going to rue those opportunities. But Mitro sure. at the very end, I mean, he's a top striker, you know, again, fantastic striker. He needs to score there. But we'll talk about that in just a bit when we talk about the second half. One other topic I want to go to you about the first half involved actually the substitution, taking off Chalaba. And I've actually seen some talk about this. Do you think Chalaba potentially should have uh, gotten a second yellow and maybe got a red card here? Yeah, potentially. But it's funny how they talk about even up calls. Even up calls because we, we got really done in in terms of the uh, the equalizer, which was... which was That's right. Which was offside. Um, yeah, I mean, we never know in this division. Um, when I watched it, I went, oh, God, we're not going to go down to 10 then. This is all we bloody need. Um, and part of, I was I, thinking I think, about that at the time, Giannis. That oh, we we really maybe got away with one here. Maybe that's that might be part of the, the um, thought process. When we go ahead to the take, second half, taking him off, it might have been yeah. Well, yeah. Um, and um, you do need players with discipline and whatever. And Harrison Reed is a, a little rabbit scurrying around, and he he makes um, he makes players accountable that come into his area and. Um, you know, if, if if Reed is fit, he starts every game. I'm sorry, he's just he's too good a player. And um, Chaloba's going to take look. Chaloba and Kenya are going to take time because they've just come to a new club. They've got a new manager. Um, everything's really, really different. Putting them in really to start is is tough. And you know, I, I was talking to somebody the other day, night unbelievably about Ronaldo. You know, yep. Ronaldo's gone back to United, and there's all the few fan few. You know fanfare and all this sort of stuff, but he's not looked, I don't think he's looked exactly fluid. And again, because he's been, it's 12 years since he was at Old Trafford. He's got it takes time to really get into the groove, you know, and that's the same thing with all these players. I remember all the criticism of Josh Onimo when he came to form. Same thing. And it took Josh a while. There are several players. Listen, we can go through history. I always bring up Berdino. I think that's a great example. You know, I mean, he got all kinds of stick and look how he turned out. So, you know, sometimes players develop at at different points with their team. You know, they get comfortable at certain points. And that's why I wouldn't give up on Kenya. I certainly would not give up on Chalba yet. I know that there's criticism for him and that's fine. But uh, in this case, I think Fulham really got away with one. And I don't know if that was a factor in what happened in the second half, but We'll talk about the offside because I, I agree with you, Giannis. That's completely offside. We'll talk about, about that in just a second. We, we talked about the goal. So, again, when we talk about the second half and the two substitutions, and I've already mentioned this, Reed and Cabano made a difference from the get-go. It started yeah. right off the bat, Giannis. You could see it. 
Fulmer yeah. on the attack to start off. It, and you could just tell that a goal was coming. It didn't take long from the goal for Mitro. And who plays a role? But Niskin's Cabano. And who else plays a role? Harry Wilson plays a role as well. But we can't discount Harrison Reed being introduced as well. But the goal for Mitro, again, this has more to do for me about, like you said, the substitutions at halftime, the change in direction Fulmer going. He gets the header, but it really starts off for me with Cabano, then the Wilson, and then Tomitro. Your thoughts on the goal? Yeah, I'm not a fan of the fullbacks in the championship anyway. I mean, if you've got good wingers, you should be able to exploit them. And I, and I think it was an important goal because I think we, I think that Marco needs to take a little bit of pressure off, off Harry Wilson. I mean, he's a very good player, but he's, he's a sort of Do you think he's that, pressing, Giannis? I think he's pressing a little bit, and I think teams are giving him some some rough treatment, which is fine. I mean, you, you've got to expect that in this division. But you need a viable alternative in the other wing that's going to cause lots and lots of problems. The thing about Cabana, I think about his performance against Millwall at the Den, where their poor right-back is still probably he's, he's still probably <laughs> spinning like a top. And that's the sort of winger that you absolutely, is a nightmare because you love those old-fashioned wingers that will go 1v1. That's the right. And the goal was, you know, it encompassed that. The, the cross has come in, is the nod back, boom, boom, back of the net. And it's a nicely worked goal. And um, it's something that we have the pace and the skill to do. Cabano, you know, Cabano should start on Wednesday because he um, he, he scares the, he scares the bollocks out of. He fullbacks. does. Yeah, he he's does. good at what he does. He does. He's good at what he does. Okay. All right, does. Giannis. All right. So what I also want want to talk about is that we've already talked a little bit about the score of the goal, and especially when you score a goal in the second half because full of it. Fulham really have taken advantage of their opportunities if they get a goal early. Well, this is in the second half, so they're up 1-0. They're creating several opportunities after that. We're going to talk about the Bristol City goal in a second, but they really needed to get that second goal, Giannis, to put this game away. Your thoughts about what happened after the goal from Mitra? Yeah, leading up was, to the goal from Bristol City. Yeah, you always get nervous. You always get nervous unless you get the second goal to kill them off. And the thing about Bristol City is, I, I thought I thought they did a pretty good job in the break, um, and they didn't they didn't when the goal went in they, they they didn't drop a level they they kept on being determined they kept on working hard and looking at a close space down you always got a feeling that they just needed half an opportunity a little bit like the Middlesbrough game first game of the season they just needed half a chance yep and they got it even though you know Palmer was offside. But I mean, I can't, I got to give credit to City that you know, and sit back and you know, lie down and say, "Well, we're done," um, and we really needed to press on the advantage. But then, having said that, we 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 give up the goal to Palmer, and we've got ten minutes, and we we batter them, um, and um, we have enough chances to score. To you know, it could have been a cricket match, rather than a rugby match, but, right? But, uh, we couldn't the chance away. So you know that the, the, the players would have been disappointed. With the finishing, and as I said, it's not like we're not creating chances. We are creating chances. We are creating chances. Right. Um, we just didn't finish them. And uh, one of these days, we're going to give a team a, a ruddy good hiding. And uh, hopefully, that will be on Wednesday. But um, it's a shame we didn't get the two extra points because it's not like we didn't have the chances to uh, have buried them before Palmer got that equalizer. That's right, Yanis. And when we talk about the chances, I, I just want to remind the supporters that are listening or watching. Think about the chances Fulham created two seasons ago in the championship compared to now. You are creating more quality chances right now, Giannis, than you did two seasons ago. We were so reliant on Mitro 
two seasons ago. We're not as reliant on Mitro, and I think that's a big difference here. I think the goals will be spread around because you have Harry Wilson. You have other players that can score the goals. You're not just depending on Mitro to score the goals. You have other outlets, other players there, and I think that's also a big difference. If they're not creating these quality chances, then talk to me. You can talk to me then. Don't talk to me now just because they're missing because, again, maybe they are struggling with a little bit of confidence because of some of the losses and some of the situations. But overall, if they really destroy a team, I think that this team's going to go on a roll. I think some team is really going to be in for it, and then we're going to go on a roll. Let's see if I'm right or wrong on that. All right, my friend. So the match ends 1-1. And, you know, and again, it is is what it is. Who's your man of the match? I thought Mitro had a very good game. Even though he, 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 he um, you know, fluffed a bunch of chances, I thought he worked very, very hard. He's a different player from last year, even though it's not the Premier League. He's uh, he's working hard. I think I've said before he's lost weight. Um, and he's, 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 um, his mobility has improved. And um, he's leading the, the line very well. And remember, it's um, it's it's a process. Right? It's, a pro- it's, a, it's a process. It's going to take time for players to bed in it's going to take time for um the players to get used to the system um and, and notwithstanding that we've got international breaks and all that sort of stuff um the in every team has injuries unfortunately two injuries we've had have been pretty significant yep. but we've just got to do what we're going to do uh if Mitra keeps playing like he did on saturday i think i think he, we're going to win a lot of games and uh nobody's nobody would have been more frustrated on you know on the bus back um, oh yes, from Bristol, he would have been foaming at the mouth, and Swansea is a good a good opportunity to put that all right. Okay, excellent. Yes, before we talk about Swansea to end the show, I'm just going to share this comment. A very interesting comment from Ralph Leach. Are we struggling to cope with the very high expectations this season? Your thoughts, Giannis? I've actually thought about this as well. Is the pressure getting to these players early on because everyone thinks they're going to win the league, and they were getting these great results? Now they have a bump in the road. And the best teams I know have dealt with adversity well. They need to deal with this adversity and get over the bump in the road. I think the bump in the road is good because they look at the table and they exactly. realize we're not top. Yeah, yeah, they go. Exactly. They realize we're not top. top. And because um, you're going to have these bumps in the road, so you're not yeah. going to have a flawless season. It's impossible. No, it's it, especially in this division, where the, the games come thick and fast. No, no, I think um, you know. As I said, it's we're. We're barely twenty percent of the way into the season. We've not really hit the nastiness of, you know, when we start getting the winter and 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 the slightly heavier grounds and the rotten weather, and what have you. The Christmas schedule, you throw in the FA Cup. I mean, it, you know, it's it's a long, 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 long season. Um, I don't think I don't think there'll be no sign of panic. They're just gonna. We're going out and we're playing. We're just not scoring. We're creating chances. I think it'd be fine and. I think uh, Coach Silver will remind them that you know it's not it's the it's not the we're not the hare we're the we're the tortoise. We'll do what we need to do, and we're going to have off days, and we're going to we're going to steal some wins, and we're going to have games where we just absolutely dominate. So uh, no panic there. I think um, they're professionals. A lot of them, are, you know, have played in the Premier League, so they know about the pressure. So I think we'll be fine. Okay, excellent. Here's a very good question from Steve Turner for us. I'm going to say 4-3-3. Giannis, I'm curious your thoughts on this. Russ, Giannis, if you were manager and you are a coach, Giannis, would you favor 4-4-2 or 4-3-3 or other? And who would 
your formations for each B. That's very interesting, Giannis. Your thoughts? I think it depends on who you. Dep- I think you you sort of have to mix and match a little bit depending on who you, you're going to play. Um, if it's against teams at home who are just going to park the bus, then I, I, I'd go. I'd be more liable to go four three three. If it's teams that are going to try and attack us, um, and let's be honest, we have not played Sheffield United or Bournemouth or West Brom yet, so they're not going to sit back. No, they're going to come to attack us. They come to attack us, and I think that suits the way we're going to play. In which case, four three three causes a problem because now you've got to keep an eye on the buggers. Um, I think it, it depends on who we play, but we'll have learned from the Blackpool and Reading game that we can't take any team too lightly. You can't go three points and say, right, let's move on to the next one. You've got to, still got to earn your wins. Um, still a very difficult division, and um, I think I think good managers are fluid. And from game to game, and, and sometimes you've got to just, you know, take a look at, you know, you, that's why you've got scouting, you know. You right. Say, okay, well, let's take a look at uh, Swansea, for example. They got a good win on the weekend against Huddersfield. Um, they're not a high-scoring team. It's an important win. You got them up to ten points. What are they going to do if they come down to the cottage? Um, is it going to be a tricky game? How can we exploit their holes? Um, I mean, that's a game where I play four-three-three simply because I'm not. Sure, the, the fullbacks are going to um, not have difficulty with what we're going to try and throw at them. But I do think every game's a little bit unique. But you have to be fluid with formations for sure. Right. I agree with that, Giannis. And, and the one thing that I've always said, I like a manager that is willing to change, willing to change to play against the opponent. You have to focus on yourself, but you also have to be aware of who you're playing against. And maybe there's a different formation with different players that makes more sense. And I think that's one of the things that, that a good manager can do. It's, it can be adaptable. So I, I can say that you can play different formations and mattering on who you're playing and who the opponent is. Okay, my exactly. friend, coming up next, we are going to talk about Swansea City and preview that match. Okay, Giannis, let's finish up the show. About 10, 15 minutes, we're going to talk about Swansea City. And uh, just give me your opening thoughts on them. And uh, what we can be expecting at Craven Cottage on Wednesday. When I looked at the transfer deadline, you looked at the players they lost and the players they bought in. It worried me a little bit. Um, if I'd be a Swansea supporter, if only because um, uh, they, were, they didn't really pick up many players. And um, I think there might be a few financial issues. And I think you're going to find that a lot of clubs' uh, financial problems are bubbling below the surface after the COVID yep. pandemic. I mean, Derby County, that's obviously magnified. Oh. Reading is going to be next. Um, Derby's been an absolute night, nightmare show. Um, I always wonder, and I, I Swansea fans don't listen to this, and I don't want them to take this the wrong way. And I know I, I really don't want them to take this the wrong way. The last couple of years, they've had Swansea University as their sponsor now. I, I went to university about 50 miles away from Swansea U. And it made me wonder, you know, about, you know, financial constraints, if they there weren't bigger sponsors that they could have got A and B. How yeah. would students from Swansea University feel about their, you know, their place of higher education sponsoring the the city team? I, I, found, I found it a little bit odd. Um, we tried to get Grimes. Uh, I still think we're going to try and get Grimes in, in the January window um, because he would complement what we do. He's a good player. Yep. Um, for whatever reason, we weren't willing to stump up the money um, I mean, I'd give him caballero, knockout, and a, a, a dozen white <laughs> eggs. 
um, and a couple of pickled gherkins. I'd even give them three pickled gherkins if they want that too, um, just to take them off, those buggers off our hands. But, um, you know, they had seven points going up to the the, uh, the Huddersfield game and, and they scored early. But um, I think they're a team that's going to struggle this year. But we, again, we can't look at them and go, oh, well, it's little Swansea. This should be a laugh. And no, none of these teams no. are laughers. So it's going to be a difficult game. Um, I expect them to defend. Um, I think they'll be very happy with a point. But it's one of those games that if we score early, and this has been the key with our results this year, if we score early, um, we should be able to take care of them. I think there'll probably be a few red faces after the Reading game. It's no, you don't, you, you can put up with losing points on the road, but you don't want to lose at home. And that was yeah. our first defeat of the season. So, in that sense, I'm expecting a rebound. And um, I'd be surprised if we don't knock them off. I'm not going to say we're going to thump them because I don't. Swansea, Swansea, Swansea teams are usually pretty break, difficult to break down. Russell Martin is there. Their new coach. Um, it's going to take him time. He's a new, you know brand new coach, and he doesn't have the deepest squad to work with. But what you're hearing from down from Southwest Wales is that they like him. The players respect him. The fans like him, and they do tend to play good football. They're, they're the the antithesis of Cardiff City. Um, so they're good to watch, and it should be an entertaining game because it will be similar to the sort of games that. Is a style that we like to play, so there should be lots of chances. I agree with that, Giannis. And getting back to Matt Grimes, I'm curious in a season or two if uh, Swansea City will, will be uh, ruined the day that they did not get rid of him for a decent fee for Matt Grimes because there's still the possibility he might go on a free, go, you know, basically that they don't get yeah. nothing for him. But we'll see. We'll see if Fulham come in back for my, I certainly, if I'm Fulham, I, I try again. Why not? you got nothing to lose. So no, And, no, if, lose. and uh, I think he's someone that actually could help Fulham, but listen, I don't blame Swansea for trying to keep on to him. I don't blame him at all. The only thing is, sometimes you have to weigh the financial situation and uh, they had a chance to uh, help themselves financially, but if they didn't did not have a replacement for Grimes, then they probably did the right thing at the time, but in a year or two, they might be thinking maybe we made the wrong decision. Only time will tell. Okay. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. All right, Giannis, let's move on. Key players for Fulham against Swansea City. Who has to play well for Fulham to get all three points? Well, under the based on the assumption that Cavallo will not be playing, and, and, and you know, we'll get the update from the presser tomorrow. He's supposed to be training this week, so hopefully he'll start training. Um, I think for me, the key will actually be Harrison Reed. I mean, Harrison Reed, Reed against Grimes will be a good matchup. Yep. Reed showed his metal and his, his quality when he came on half time, and we're going to need that. I think it's, it's it's a decisive moment that he got to come on second half with Cabana. But having said that, I know he's had a couple of niggles. We really, really need him to have a long run out in, in the team because he's, he's he is a catalyst in terms of uh, ability to close teams down and really move the ball quickly. And um, the second half was an improvement on Saturday. and uh, yep. He was a part know, of that. Yeah, and I, I'm not going to crapping on, on Chaloba and Onoma because I think they're good players. I've got a lot, especially a lot, I don't know enough about Chaloba, a lot of time for Josh Onoma. But but it, it can't be denied that when someone like Harrison Reed comes on and Nathan's Cabana, the pace, the pace of the game seems to pick up a gear. And um, home game... You know, I'm excited about Wednesday's game. So and it goes I. back to the Reese Porter thing. I think it's it's. 
I think people, I don't think there's going to be a person walking into Craven Cottage on Wednesday night that's not going to have him on his mind. I mean, I, I, I just, they're going, to know, they're going to know he's there. And I think there's an excitement that's going to be palpable because he's there. It's, it's, he is, um, um, he, he's, he really has become all of a sudden a catalyst. And that will particularly be felt at home. And, and as our attendances this year, and I've got to give credit um, to the, you know, Leeds, certainly Leeds United last week, Reading, where Middlesbrough, obviously, where, you know, we're having sellouts. That's right. Um, I know we've got a short, you know, smaller stadium at the moment. So the atmosphere, all these games have been great, but you're going to, you're going to charge up the volume somewhat with Reese in the house. Reese is oh, in the I house. Agree. Get the song going. Reese is in the house. You know, it's, it's uh, Reese's house. And, and, you know, it's going to be um, fired up, charged up, and um, our fans are going to be extra loud on Wednesday. I can guarantee you that. And if I we agree. score first, um, I, I, I can more or less guarantee they're going to go and go over and celebrate with um, um, in the appropriate end, not all of them because something can go wrong there, <laughs> but in the appropriate end to celebrate with Reese. And I think that, you know, it's, it's going to be great. It's, it's, just, it's, um, you, He's he's there, you know, and for any any player or supporter that will occasionally say, well, you know, my life is this and my life is that. You look at someone like Reese, who's you know been the victim of all this terrible stuff, and he and yet he's so positive and and he supports Fulham, and he that's does. it. And that's he does. I mean, and he's a goalkeeper. <laughs> I mean, exactly, he's a goalkeeper. Listen, I want them to win it for everyone but i a special shout out to reese because yeah. i want reese to get that victory at home I, th- I think that would be so nice and again it just shows how we started the show Fulham is a family and reese is a huge part of the Fulham family embrace him score the goals go and and embrace reese once again that was so wonderful at bristol city let's do it again and let's get the victory for him and everyone else but you know again Hopefully, Fulham can pull that off. But that goes back to how does Fulham win this match? Giannis, score the first goal. <laughs> score yep. early. Yep. 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 Just just um, front foot, go at them, and let's send the swans swanning off back down the M4. <laughs> let's send them down. Okay. You know, with, all the, all right. with all the roadworks, Reading, <laughs> Swindon, Bristol. And then they've got to go through their favorite city, Cardiff. Cardiff. Which they love. And then just right across the South Wales till it gets away. It's quite a trek, actually. It's a quite a trek. Um, it's it's um, Swansea's a four-hour drive, good four-hour drive from London. So yep. um, it's you know it's a seven-thirty game, and uh, let's hit the front foot early and um, let's make Reese's house impregnable. Now you went to university in at Cardiff, right? No, Lampeter. Oh, okay. Okay. Lampeter, Lampeter is about fifty miles. 50 miles northwest of Swansea. So okay. it's it's Midwest Wales. It is um it is still as far as I know the smallest university in Britain, but a few years wow. ago they yeah, but but a few years ago they they sort of split um they split the university in two so that half the university is in Swansea and half is in Lampeter, which is a real shame. Lampeter is a lovely little town. Um, and in, if you go to a university in Wales, um, they're called universities, but they're called university colleges. So, for example, you get a degree at 
um, Cardiff University. You get Cardiff University, University of Wales. That's that's how it goes. And uh, so I know it's a part of the country that I know very well. Uh, the more north you go, the more they speak Welsh. Literally, S D U C F C forever. Steve's on that. Yeah, it's and it's <laughs> when you and when you go and uh, having having yeah, Steve knows because Steve played for S D U C. When you play in that league, Russ, um, and I could rattle off the teams up, but oh my god, I remember. This is a really weird story, but I'm going to remember. I might as well, Steve will have a laugh at this one. I remember playing a game. So I played three years for the university. I remember a game. Yeah. We played at a team called St. Dog Miles, which was um, towards the Cardigan Coast. Uh, beautiful, I mean, it's a beautiful part of the country. Yeah. And they had the most awful, god-awful pitch. They had a pitch that went downhill like this. <laughs> but it went, from, it went downhill from left to right. Wow. And teams hated going there because not only was it a terrible pitch, but they were nasty. They were big, strong. Welsh farmers who didn't give a crap, and you were students, so they're going to kick lumps. I remember the first time I played down there in the first year, and I hit a volley. Yeah, he's got all the teams here. Yeah, Fostrassel, Meisklas, <laughs> Vellenbach, um, Chlamboidi, Lampeter, Cranon, Cranog, oh my God, Saron. I hit a volley from the edge of the box um, at the bottom end, and it hit the crossbar. And it apparently had taken a tip from their goalie, so I went to take a corner, yeah. and at the back of the at the back of the ground there was a playground, with the supporters would also would congregate, including kids. And the next thing I know, there's eggs flying towards me. There's eggs <laughs> flying towards me. Wow! From, from from kids are throwing eggs at me from the from the playground. These are 10, 11 year old kids. Wow! I thought you little you little buggers you look you little oh and i hated i hated going down we call it some dogs that's what we call some yeah. dogs i yeah. hated going down there because there were certain clubs where you went uh, or there were places where um if you went at the end of the game usually like with any stadium or club you'd have showers you'd have your children right. in your showers but there were a couple of clubs there that would make sure that the water was accessible to their players in the shower in the middle of december but when you went in the shower, it was ice cold. Right. And I remember those days thinking, you little buggers. I'm coming off filthy with dirt. I've been abused by these Welsh people. And now I can't even get cleaned for the bus ride home. Yes. So um, quite the memory. So that's that's West Wales. But, okay. but um, Steve will tell you. It was a, Steve will tell you it was a lot of fun okay. and a lot of memories from that, for sure. Okay. All right. Moving on from talking about Wales. I opened up the uh, can of worms to talk about that. But okay. Let's finish up by doing a starting 11 and prediction but here's an interesting thought from ralph who's watching live with three games in a week should mawson and brian come in wednesday Giannis, you have not given me your starting 11 let's go right to it do they come in my friend if you are the head coach i i i would bring i bring brian in because i've said before i think he's a better technical player than robo but robo's a better athlete i want i I want um I, i felt really bad for brian i'd have played him against Bristol City because that's his former club. I got that's a thing. Former club. I had, yeah, and I had a thing about that as a coach that if uh, there were players that we had and they were playing against a former team, I'd invariably play them because the, you know uh, they might be cut for, um, or they might have been players that, that never got a good look into that team or they le- they, they they left on you know you know bad bad circumstances whatever it was. 
So I'd like to see Brian come in. I thought we had a very solid game against Leeds. And Alfie Mawson's a very interesting it's a very interesting situation right now because you're it hearing is. about Congolo is back in training and looking good. Mawson, I think, thought was excellent against Leeds. Well, who do, who who do you well, here's an argument for you, Giannis, that actually Emilio brought up to me because we're going to talk about Mawson and Reem, okay? Yep. We were talking about this. Mawson still could be your future. Reem is playing well, really hasn't done much to get out of the team. But if you're looking towards the future, if you're thinking big picture, it should be Mawson because Mawson would be your future potentially in the Premier League. So do you start this combination with him and Tosin now or do you stick with Reem because Reem has not done anything to be dropped yet so what do you do because you have Mawson making an argument that he should be starting and then you just said Congold these are good problems to have my friend these are actually really good problems but Mawson's making a strong argument for himself yeah and going back to my rhetoric my little rhetoric about playing against old teams that's probably a good reason for Marson to play Wednesday night because Swansea was absolutely why not Giannis why not do it put stick him in absolutely that's a good point get him in get him in see what happens um I think it's um Marson's been playing well and I and I think he seems to go over the confidence factor of injuries look if you get injured if you get injured, it's horrible. It, it, it's tough, and it can be a long road back, depending on the extent of the injury. And he's been un- he's been unlucky. Let, let's be honest. We, we've we've had a laugh, and he and um, Congolo have been walking sick notes. But I, they still have more mobility and um, more to offer than knock on cover year any day. So if he comes in against Swansea, that'd be great. I'd, it'd, be, it'd be great to see Moss and come in on Wednesday with with Joe Bryan. I mean. Yeah, why not? I, I mean, would is is does does um Ryan Christie, who now Marco Silva admits has a future at the club, uh, which is good. Um, does he get a look in? Uh, does he get a look in against against uh, um the Swans? Well, Possibly, and he's got to look well, at that midfield as well. I mean, well, Chilo Coach Janaeus, give me your starting eleven. Oh, mother of God. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> okay, so we're based on on the notion that Cavalli will not be available. Right. Be fantastic if he does, but... No. I doubt it very highly. Yep. So we're going to go Gazaniga. We're going to go Odoir, Brian, Tosin, Mawson. We're going to go Siri and Reed. Um, we're going to go... I'm going to go Wilson, Onama, Cabano... Mitrovic. Uh, I, okay. Yeah, they, I, and I, you know, I'm a huge fan of Bobby Reed. But I was going to say, Reed, I was surprised you're leaving Bobby Deckard over. Yeah, Reed I don't. I, you know what? He played. I, I don't think it's a bad thing to give him a break. It's three games in a in a week. Let's, okay. Let's give him a break. And, he, and you know what? He's a nice little option to bring off the bench anyway. Oh, of so, course. So, um, but, but just I don't... agree with starting Cabano. You know, give him a, yeah. a run out. See if he can make a difference. It's. Uh, I think he's great coming off the bench. But as you said. He scares fullbacks like you wouldn't believe right oh, now. God, it's yeah. the vision. So take advantage of it, ride it, and see if it can make a difference in the, in the next couple of matches that you can always adjust here. So, Absolutely. okay. So that's your starting 11. It's time for your prediction, my friend. I know what mine is. What's your prediction? I'm going to say 2 0. I, I just um, I just think that the Reese Porter um, situation, what the, the is going to galvanize 
and give a lift to everybody. It, the Saturday result didn't matter because it was because the the biggest headline you saw, the biggest video you saw on Twitter, all over social media, wasn't all over, the goal. it was everywhere. It was Reese. It was Reese's. It wasn't their goal. It wasn't our goal. It was Reese. And um, I, I, I feel very very. Um, I'm somewhat jealous. I'm envious of the Fulham fans for Wednesday night because that's going to be a that's going to be a Crane Cottage is going to be a place to be Wednesday and Saturday. Oh, I, I agree, Giannis. The place is going to be rocking. It's going to be rocking. The the noise is going to be fantastic because this lad um, has um, I mean, just it's just amazing and I love the fact that so many people have rallied around. Just to show that the planet is full of its idiots and its absolute morons, but it is, it can be the nicest of places, and um, that's right. And people are people are on the whole nice, and um, you know, as someone who works with uh, disabled students uh, for a living, I, I, um, I, I, my contempt for people that, that feel the need to bully. I um, cannot believe that, that yeah, Reese has just, had to deal with this, and. That's why I'm so happy that we've all rallied around him. I'm talking about the supporters, the players, the club, everything. As I said at the beginning of the show, it just shows how we care about one of our own. But again, it, it, it didn't even have to be one of our own. For someone like this to deal with abuse yeah. is just disgusting, Giannis. And yeah, it's, just, it's such a low-life situation that this poor boy had to deal with. I am glad, like you said, that he's a foam supporter and we can get behind him, but everyone should get behind Reese. That type of abuse is not allowed anywhere, and every fan base should get behind Reese Porter. So I just I just want to say that. And, and, and you know what? I was going to say, societally, we could make a really big – there could be a really big message here because I think um, there have been – ever since the world – there have been there's so many – Issues in terms of you know victimizing. I mean, you can use Mark, Marcus Rashford, yes, and what have you. And I think really clubs have got a huge, a huge job here. Where I mean, unfortunately, we've got those. There's some countries in in Europe um, that just really are so ignorant, um, and disgusting in right. terms of their, their fan base that they feel the need to do what they do, and and they're just the, 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 the first far as I'm concerned, they're subhuman. But in England, and in look in in the UK. Um, if, if, for example, I'm going to use a club and it wouldn't, I'm going to use, okay, let's say Southampton. Okay. If a Southampton fan had trolled Reese Porter and sent those disgusting comments, that is one where, where you know, society, it'd be great if society, Southampton said, right, you're banned for life. Th that's right. We don't, we don't, that's right. And let's just say it, a Southampton supporter did not do this. Let's just make sure everyone no, no, no. But, but, but you're using it as an example. You're using it, it, as it could be. Southampton could be Clyde Bank in a, it could be doesn't matter Walton and Hersham in, yep. in a friendly it doesn't matter just and I think I think societally um, all sports has have a huge a huge role to play the, people have to use use the um, the strength and successes bought by the Paralympic Games yep um, especially in Britain because the Paralympic Games Britain does incredibly well they do yep. better than the americans they do better than the russians um it is so celebrated in the uk disability sport and around the world it's yep. the separate olympics and i think that um if clubs could do that i think this would societally it takes us a step further it, it does it, it 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 sends the message that this really 
these times are not you don't we don't tolerate this nobody will tolerate no. this enough is enough. enough is enough enough is enough Giannis. It, it's disgusting and uh we're rallying around reese and we'll continue to rally around him and uh as you just said Giannis, i, I expect a a huge response from the club from the supporters towards reese on wednesday night it, it could be very special not could be it will be special i'm expecting it so with all that said, I'm going to give my prediction. I'm going to wrap up the show. I'm going three to one to Fulham, Giannis. I'm going yes. three to one. I think Fulham are going to win this match. So that that's my prediction. That's where I'm going on this, my friend. Listen, thank you as always, my friend, for doing the show. How are you doing? And before we go, any final thoughts? Wouldn't I was just I was thinking, wouldn't it be funny if we scored? I don't know. We we were a goal or two up, and the announcer at Craven Cottage uh, said, uh, "Goal scored by Mitro with a special assist from Reese Porter." Wouldn't that, that, would wouldn't, that be, wouldn't that be something? I that mean, would that would be, bring the house down. <laughs> the cottage would drop its foundations. That would that would be fantastic. And and uh, again, uh, I hope everyone does support Reese Porter. Everyone should know his story, but if you don't, it's all over social media. Read about it. The poor kid deal with some online abuse, but as a fan base, as a club, foam football club, the supporters, the players. The coaches, ownership, everyone that's gotten behind him. We're behind you, Reese, if you listen to this show. And let's get all three points on Wednesday. Okay. Great stuff. Great show, as always, my friend. But we do have to wrap this up. For Yash and Ass, I'm Russ Goldman. Thank you, as always, for watching and listening to Cottage Talk. It's the 90th minute and all to play for at the end of the match. All your mates are around. You've got your McDougat share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. Are you in? I know I'm in. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See McDonald's.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. Talk sport. Powered by fans.